0: What is up, my friends, and welcome to a Friday edition of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily Boston Bruins podcast where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. To keep up with the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, You can follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Boston Bruins. You can also find me on that website at Ian C. McLaren. Please subscribe to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, wherever else you listen. If you could rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. I don't have my Google Nest beside me or else I would call it up on there and uh, show you how, but I'm sure you can all figure that out. If you have a Nest or an Alexa, you can uh, call upon it to bring up the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast as well. On today's episode, well, things are not looking great in Boston this morning as both David Pasternak and Andre Kasha are once again missing from practice. We'll get into that here in a moment. Uh, as well as some flooding issues in Edmonton and a bunch of other stuff. But let's begin with the biggest story in Bruins land right now, and that is the continued absence of both David Pasternak and Andre Kasha. Both players were on the ice on Wednesday. Uh, Pasternak skated with a larger group. Kasha skated after the main session with Trent Frederick. Neither player was present at practice on Thursday, however. And all Bruce Cassidy could say was that they are unfit to participate. This now being the standard designation for player absences required by the NHL as the return to play training camps continue to ramp up. There's no official injury notes. There's no official covid related you know reasons for being absent it's just unfit to participate across the board so that's just leaving us to make of that what we will i suppose and it's uh, very concerning and troubling to say the least that neither are present on thursday cassidy said the plan was to have a full group practicing on thursday He said, anytime players miss a session where you expect them back at full speed, you know, until he's out there, it's a concern for us as a team. We're just going to forge ahead. We've kind of plugged different guys in in the meantime. He continued, obviously, missing two guys that play in your lineup a guy like David, that's your leading scorer. You want him in there. You want him getting back into condition. You want him returning to the ice and being with his teammates, but he's not. We look at our lineup and say, who can do the reps here? Who's the best fit? Nothing's set in stone. Am I thinking ahead to being without those guys in the round robin and playoffs? No, that would be speculating, Bruce Cassidy said. But if I get word that the same thing is going to happen on Friday, then we start thinking to miss both of them is certainly an opportunity for someone else. Again, that's what Bruce Cassidy had to say after Thursday's practice. And here on Friday, Pasternak and Kasha are both missing. And so he's forging ahead and plugging players in accordingly. So on Friday morning, here's what the practice lines looked like with both Pasternak and Kasha still unfit to participate. We had Marchand, Bergeron, Anders Bjork on the right side of there. Bjork. Talked about him a lot this week as a player who has stepped up, who has emerged as, you know, someone who is just flying in training camp and should have a roster spot. And, you know, in Pasternak's absence, he's getting a look alongside Marchand and Bergeron. He's a left-hand shot, but he has played on the right side this season uh, alongside Charlie Coyle. And, you know, Full credit to Bjork for taking hold of this opportunity. And certainly it's uh, you know a bonus to be able to play with Marcia and Bergeron. But to be able to hang with those guys is a different story. And he's so far doing that. On the second line, we have Jake DeBrusque and David Krejci reunited. And then Carson Kuhlman is on the right side there in Kasha's absence. Um, so yeah, that's a line that we've seen together in the past. I am actually have come around on Carson Kuhlman. I wasn't too high on him before, but I think his speed and skill set is worth a look for Bruce Cassidy. And, you know, uh, always looking for that top six winger. Supposed to be Kasha. Hopefully he's able to come back soon. But Kuhlman stepping in there for the time being. On the fourth line, we have Nick Ritchie and Charlie Coyle with Sean Corrales on the right side. So like Bjork, another left-hand shot playing on the right side. Uh, I I do like Corrali with Coyle on that third line. Um, I would maybe like to see him on the left side, uh, seeing as he's playing outside of his natural center position and now on his offside. So it's just kind of double trouble for him possibly. But um, I do like Corrali on that line with with uh, Richie and Coyle. The fourth line, we have Anton Bleed, Parlinho, Chris Wagner, and then the extra skaters are Paul Carey, Jack Nico, Trent Frederick, and Zach Sinishin. So that's what the lines look like in uh, the absence of Pasternak and Kasha. Again, uh, I don't think we'll really get much of an update following practice, as all Cassidy is able to say is that they are unfit to practice. That's all we're going to hear. Uh, you can speculate as to why they were on the ice on Wednesday, what has led to them being held off the ice. But, you know, to say anything definitive would be just speculation, of course. And, you know, it's certainly unfortunate. um, With only a two-week training camp to work with, they've now missed five days or, I guess, four days. But uh, the one Wednesday doesn't really count, seeing as the whole team wasn't on the ice Uh, I'm not sure how much they'll practice over the weekend and they are scheduled to leave for Toronto on the 26th, I believe, which is next Sunday. So yeah, hopefully things are cleared up in time for that for these two right wingers who are, you know, crucial to the Bruins success. There's really no sugarcoating it. Um, If, and when they do come back, you know, it'll bump Bjork and Kuhlman down the lineup, but Uh, It really gets me excited about uh, the possibilities for the best possible lineup for the Bruins. Very deep and talented up front. And um, yeah, hopefully Bruce Cassidy is able to get everyone on the ice to make the best possible decisions for the optimal lineup. uh, Heading into the exhibition game against the Columbus Blue Jackets, as well as the round robin games uh, against the Flyers. Lightning, and Washington, which we will talk more about uh, in the next week or so. On the good news front, Tugarask left the ice about 50 minutes into the session on Thursday. After appearing to take a shot in an unprotected area, he was unable to return. Uh, he also exited early on Tuesday, but did come back a few minutes later, so... Uh, Bruce Cassidy said he's probably thinking it was just a bit of bad luck in that same spot, a bit of a stinger from a puck, an errant shot. Uh, but the good news is is that he was back at practice here on Friday morning, and uh, there's doesn't seem to be any reason for concern about Tuukka Rask's health, which you know obviously is incredibly important for the Bruins' success in the playoffs. Again, the reason for Pasternak and Kasha's absence is unknown, but it's a reminder that COVID-19 is still very much a reality. It's still something that is happening up here in Canada, um, even though, you know, growth is exponentially less than what it is in the States, but return to play the playoffs, the round Robin, it's all contingent on health from the players and There's growing evidence that even just catching COVID-19, while you may recover, there could still be lasting effects. So if that is the case for either Pasternak or Kasha or both, uh, I really hope that they uh, are able to overcome this and return to full health at some point. And, you know, is hockey worth this risk? That's something that's been debated for weeks now. And I, for one, am not uh, totally convinced that it is. Since it's without question the biggest story in Bruins land right now, let's talk a bit more about Pasternak and Kasha being absent from practice yet again here on Friday. And after practice, Bruce Cassidy uh, addressed the media and took some questions. And Matt Porter of the Boston Globe, he uh, mentioned that Globe colleague Kevin Paul Dupont asked Cassidy about social media pictures he's seen of Pasternak and Kasha working out at a local rink earlier this week. That was a question that I had myself, actually, after I noted on Twitter that there had been a picture of Pasternak and Kasha skating with the Northeast. Uh, east generals a team located in attleboro massachusetts now the tweet in question looks like it has been deleted since uh it was posted by anthony massuri who i believe is a player for the northeast generals and he tweeted a photo of himself on the ice with Pasternak and kasha now like i mentioned this tweet has since been deleted And it was posted originally, I believe, yeah, earlier this week, Monday or Tuesday, while the two players were deemed unfit to participate in camp with the Bruins. So Kevin Paul Dupont asked Cassidy about the picture. Cassidy said, I'm not on social media. I get to see stuff like everybody, so I don't know where they were. Obviously, if the pictures are out there, I assume they're real. If the league allows them to work out on their own, I'm okay with them trying to get their conditioning where it needs to be. What are the parameters of it? Are they near people that are at risk? Are they social distancing? Are they doing it the right way? If they're doing it the right way to prepare themselves, then I'm okay with it. If they're not and they put themselves in harm's way, then obviously that's not a good thing. Now, the picture was um, taken, as I said, on the ice uh, with... The guy's pretty close to uh, to the player in question. Uh, not quite socially distanced, but, um, you know, yeah, it's an interesting question. And again, I brought it up on Twitter the other day, wondering why the, they could be in Attleboro or wherever the picture was taken with the Northeast Generals and, you know, not um, able to practice with the Bruins. Cassidy did add that Pasternak and Kasia have not been disciplined by the league for breaking the protocol, and how that photo might have fit into the protocol, that's a different question, and Cassidy said he doesn't have a good answer to that as well. So certainly a interesting and curious uh, case, and good on Uh, KPD for asking that question at the very least so again just to summarize Cassidy stressed the absence of Pasternak and Kasha had nothing to do with disciplinary action in relation to the photos of them working out at that other rink earlier this week and it's completely health related this isn't discipline against those two guys we're not disciplining anybody Cassidy said, if it was discipline or conditioning related, then you'd see Pasternak and Kasia skating even more and not absent from the facility. So, I don't know. It just leads me to wonder, A, why, again, were they able to skate at another rink and they're not able to skate at the Bruins facility? And why would Cassidy not know that they're skating at another facility? And um, obviously their absence from... Warrior is COVID-related, whether or not it has to do with a positive test, waiting on follow-up tests to see if there are false positives. Um, either way, it's not a result of discipline or suspension for skating at another rink. Although, if they were skating at another rink and their COVID status is in question, then that is certainly problematic as well. So... Still a lot of questions about why they're not practicing, um, why they were allowed to skate somewhere else, or if they were not necessarily allowed, why they were doing it without the team's knowledge. Um, But hopefully it's all sorted out sooner than later, and these two guys can return and practice with the rest of the team in order to get up to speed with uh, the rest of the roster. As Joe Haggerty helpfully summarized on Twitter, he said, As we can see already, the unfit-to-participate phrase the NHL and NHLPA insist on teams using for all-player absences is going to generate all kinds of wacky speculation, as it already has with Pasternak and Kasha in Boston. Media people could see this coming from a mile away. So, yeah, it's it would be really helpful, I'm sure even for Cassidy, so he doesn't have to answer all these questions, if... Teams could just say point blank what the situation is, but the NHL has said unfit to participate is the only language that teams can use regardless of the situation, whether it be health, COVID-related, health injury-related, or I guess even discipline um, to some degree. And it's just causing a lot of confusion. And again, hopefully they can get back on the ice sooner than later as training camp is almost half over at this point. And the Bruins desperately need these two guys if they want to succeed under the NHL's return to play format in the round Robin to secure the top seed and also to, um, you know, compete for the Stanley cup. I hope that all makes sense. And you're tracking with that. If not, then, you know, blame the NHL for forcing everyone to use this vague language in relation to player absences. To wrap up the podcast, let's look at some news and notes from around the NHL and some late, great breaking news here from uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan up here in Toronto on their noontime Hockey Central show. They have announced the Vesna Trophy finalist, of which... Tuka Rask is among the group of three. Connor Hellebuck of the NHL Jets, NHL Jets of the Winnipeg Jets, Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning, and our boy Rask are the three finalists for the Vesna Trophy, as voted upon by the NHL's general managers. Now, Rask, of course, had a stellar season. He recorded a 9-29 Save percentage, a record of twenty-six, eight and six with five shutouts. The shutouts are good for a tie for second, along with uh, Elvis Merzilikins and Mark Andre Fleury. Connor Hellebuck had six to lead the way in the NHL. Now Rask's win total is, uh, you know, sixth in the NHL. Uh, and that's in large part due to the fact that the Bruins were able to rely on Yaroslav Halak quite heavily in relief of Rask. And that's one of the reasons why he was able to stay as sharp as he was when he did play. Uh, the 9.29 save percentage is second only to Anton Hudobin, who posted a 9.30 uh, success rate, although Rask did appear in 11 more games. Hellebuck had a 9.22 save percentage and uh, Vasilevsky had a 9.17 mark. Uh, Hellebuck and Vasilevsky ranked 1-2 in wins as well with 35 and 31 respectively. Now, if I'm a betting man, I would say Rask probably isn't in line to win the award. I would myself, if I was voting, give it to Hellebuck just because of uh, the uh, porous defense that uh, was ahead of him. If you look at the names on Winnipeg's defense depth chart, uh, it was quite surprising that he was able to play as well as he did. And to keep the Jets afloat, I would even have given him some uh, love in terms of the Hart Trophy, to be quite honest. So I'd probably give it to Hellebuck with Rask uh, coming in second, in my in my view. Um, so yeah, Congratulations to Tuka Rask on the Vesna Trophy uh, finalist nod. Uh, Very well-deserved, and uh, he owes Yaroslav Halak a lot of credit for helping him stay fresh throughout the season, to be sure. And I'm sure we'll touch again on this uh, on Monday's podcast when there's some more uh, reaction that has come out from this. Now... Elsewhere around the NHL, there was a pretty big storm in Edmonton on Thursday evening that caused significant water damage to Rogers place just two weeks before it's set to host the Western Conference uh, round-robin and uh, playoff rounds, as well as the Stanley Cup and the Conference Finals for the remaining four teams when it gets to that point. Uh, as I said, maybe it's nature... Telling hockey to not proceed this uh, this season, the NHL's official word is that the arena is unfit to play. Boom ching, and um, I mean, all indications are that uh, the arena will be ready to host these games. Although uh, it's estimated that the damage, uh, yeah, is pretty significant and will take uh, a certain amount of real cash in order to fix. And you know what? I think I'm going to stop it there for today's episode of the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm actually taking a half day from work today and about to hit the beach with my three sons. So a bit of a quick and dirty episode here today with Pasternak and Kasha obviously being the main focus. And uh, hopefully there's some clarity on that when we return on Monday with your daily dose of spoked content i would encourage you to take a listen to the locked on nhl podcast if you have a chance and i hope you all have a great and safe weekend Uh, continue to be smart out there as uh kaylee allard tweeted uh when was it i guess late last night early this morning posted a picture of patrice bergeron who's tweeted as saying be smart and use common sense when it comes to staying safe out there. Speaking of Kaylee, uh, expect her back on the podcast next Friday and what I hope will become a regular weekly thing uh, between the two of us. Uh, so yeah, hope you have a great weekend. Take care of yourselves, friends. And uh, we will talk to you again on Monday. Peace.